Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Okay, 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 all right, all right, all right. You're welcome to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian, and you know, you can call me your brown sugar. I don't mind. <laughs> yes, it's time for us to tell you about the tech news that made the news, tech companies, tech stories that made the headlines in the past week, okay? And we're starting with this one because I, I had a lot of questions to ask about this. I had a lot of questions. So, Bolt, which is a leading ride hailing and instant delivery company, they have said that, you know what, working in Nigeria uh, is not working for us anymore. So, we are seizing operations for our Bolt food service in Nigeria, right? They are leaving Nigeria December 7, 2023. No more Bolt food. But the ride hailing will still continue because uh, everybody, a lot of people, uh, patronize them on that aspect. But for the food, they say no, no. And on December 8th, they're leaving South Africa. This is because of the loss, the exceptional loss they have witnessed. Despite experiencing a significant increase in turnover in the fiscal year of 2022, coupled with ongoing operational losses, this move is part of both larger strategic shift, which nobody will blame them for. I was asking someone yesterday about if they have ever ordered from Boat Food and they said no. And I'm asking why? Why is it that they are not tapping into the large uh, ordering mar- market in Nigeria right now? And a lot of people had different uh, ideas about it, but it is what it is. It was Boat was established a decade ago, but they have diversified their services, including ride hailing, e-scooter, car rentals and a food delivery app they earned their status as one of estonia's nine unicorn companies approximately 80 percent of both revenue in 2022 was generated from its ride hailing business and that is their primary strengths but in africa especially nigeria and south africa boat food is a no-no it's not working meanwhile multi-choice the african entertainment company is facing a setback they're reporting an after-tax loss of nine 111 million rands. I'm talking about 50 million dollars from April to September 2023. Now, this is a stark contrast to the 3 million dollars profit during the same period last year. The decline is attributed to power interruptions, increased living costs, and sharp depreciation of local currencies against the US dollar. I mean, the Naira is suffering, and some other African currencies are suffering as well. While DSTV subscribers in the rest of Africa increased by 70,000, South Africa experienced a loss of 486,000 subscribers, and it resulted in a net loss of 416,000 active subscribers. Despite the challenges, Showmax's external revenue grew by 46%, and MultiChoice's premium customer base saw a 5% increase. We're talking about money, right? But this particular company is uh, basking the euphoria of their latest win. Yes, a South Africa Insotech startup, which is Pineapple. They secured $22 million in a Series B round, becoming the most capitalized Insotech startup in Africa. With a total funding of $29.3 million, according to the 2021 Series A round, Pineapple's latest funding was led by new investors, Future Growth, Talent 10, and MIC, along with um, existing backers, Old Mutual ESD, Lyris Holding, Assis Holding, and a couple of others. 
Well, I'm happy for them. I also want them to think about their customers while they are operating. That's all. Meanwhile, Old School Africa, they have received support from Rwanda's $30 million tech fund. Yeah. Old School is a Nigerian edtech startup. Old School Africa, which is similar to U.S. Golden Bootcamp Bloomtech. They are set to receive strategic support from Intel ECAB, an advisory firm funded by Rwandan Innovation Fund. The Rwandan government's initiative is part of a border, broader plan to position Rwanda as a technology hub in Africa. Old School Africa raised $3 million in April 2023. Okay? And they offer online-only learning with a diverse curriculum, they charge between twenty to fifty dollars monthly under an income sharing agreement, which is an ISA model. The Rwandan Innovation Fund, established in twenty twenty one, with a thirty million dollar loan from the African Development Bank, aims to foster technological advancement. So this is a big win. It is a win. Meanwhile, Nigerian startup. Sheko Mobility, backed by Y Combinator, has secured $7 million in the seed round, comprising $3.2 million in equity and over $4 million in debt. Yeah. The funds will drive growth in annual recurring revenue as the company prepares for its next prize round. Ventures Platform and Mag Venture Capital co-led the seed round with participation from Y Combinator, Rebel Fund, Unpopular Ventures, amongst others. This uh, Shekel Mobility operates in the mobility fintech sector, facilitating car dealers in finding, financing, and selling cars in the African used car market, which is a thriving market, by the way. People rarely buy new cars because, come on, <laughs> where the money they? With the goal to build the latest auto dealership ecosystem by 2050. And let us talk about this. Um, Shekel Mobility as a Nigerian startup. I told you about how they've raised seven million in seed round. But did you know that uh, Herbert Wigwe, the co-founder of Access Bank, has they said that they're inducting him to the Wigwe, into the university um, <laughs> uh, group. Uh, he is the co-founder of Access Bank, Herbert Wigwe. He's investing $500 million to establish Wigwe University in River State, Nigeria. It has been approved by the Nigeria University Commission and the university will offer courses in management, science, engineering, information technology, and creative arts. And it's said to be used utilizing technology like holograms and artificial intelligence for hybrid learning. At Wigwe University also aims to enroll 1,400 students in the first year with an annual tuition of $12,500. $12,500. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those who can afford it will go. The focus is on training the next generation of banking leaders with plans to recruit prominent business features and figures like Aliko Dangote as teachers. This would be amazing if you get money. Duan. You know, learn it so you can make a lot of money. Meanwhile, MultiChoice and the Pan-African broadcaster is injecting $27 million into Showmax for a late 2024 relaunch. So there'll be like something called Showmax 2.0 and it'll debut on the specialized technology platform of the US streaming service Peacock with MultiChoice paying $13 million for a seven-year license. 
Now, this increased investment aims to enhance Showmax's competitiveness in the streaming market and growing competition. The relaunch is expected to import and impact trading profit by up to $70 million. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, Flutterwave, which is a Nigerian fintech valued at $3 billion, has successfully navigated legal challenges in Kenya. So this is a big win for them. They were accused of money laundering in 2020 and Flutterwave's accounts were frozen by the Asset Recovery Agency, ARA. However, a high court judge in Nairobi allowed the withdrawal of the case, criticizing the ARA for initiating legal action without completing investigations, which is really bad. With legal obstacles cleared, Flutterwave can resume operations in Kenya and may consider pursuing an initial public offering, operating in other over 30 African countries. Yeah, Flutterwave, by the way, supports more than 30 currencies. Let me tell you about Nigeria's Minister of Communications and what he said. I'm talking about Minister of Communications, Innovation and Digital Economy, Bosun Tijani. He has launched a plan to train 3 million technical talents over the next four years. The initiative aims to address youth unemployment with President Bola Tinubu targeting the creation of a million tech jobs in the first two years of his administration. The three MTT programs follows a 110 100 model starting with a prototype of 30,000 participants for the first three months the program will cover 12 technical skills a hybrid teaching method involving online content providers and community-based applied learning clusters job placement and are also envisioned in this for participants today i was thinking about something i was thinking about how the traditional courses that we used to study or we study in universities are becoming redundant and for lack of a better word useless right you are studying something but when you come out you can't use it for anything so why can't we start rejigging the courses in in universities what do you think about that well um i'll do a podcast on it so <laughs> you know what i think moving on open ai the company behind ChatGBT, has temporarily halted new signups for ChatGBT plus Plus, that is its premium version due to an increasing, exceeding capacity. The surge in usage for those OpenAI's dev day led to, um, like, they, they said they want to ensure better experience for ex- existing users. And ChatGPT Plus has seen over 100 million weekly users, with more than 2 million developers using the platform. Mm-hmm. Recently, OpenAI introduced the ChatGBT or the GBT4 Turbo and the Assistance API to enhance its offerings. And on the other hand, Google has filed a lawsuit against scammers using a fake version of its AI tool. I told you that they started an AI, uh, they developed an AI tool called Bard. And they're saying that scammers are using it to trick people into downloading malware. So they'll say this is an app, but it is actually not it. Right, so Google has started filing lawsuits against those scams. The fake bad AI tools claiming to be from Google have been downloaded globally. Yeah, Google's legal action aims to deter such scams and provide a mechanism to prevent similar occurrences in the future. Additionally, Google filed another lawsuit against fraudsters submitting thousands of false copyright claims against competitors. I'm going to say this. If Google would have an AI tool and they have an app, don't you think it would be on Google Play Store? Huh? Huh? 
TikTok has announced the conclusion of its $1 billion creator fund. Yes, and they said it's going to be ending on December 16 of this year. December 16 is just a month from now. Creators in the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany and France will no longer be able to monetize their content through this fund. The move is part of TikTok's shift towards the creativity program introduced in February. It offers an alternative monetization approach. Now, the creativity program allows contenters to potentially earn up to 20 times more than under the original fund. TikTok aims to provide a more substantial income source for popular creators through this program, which is based on views and engagement metrics rather than a fixed pool of funds. And on that note, I'm going to be saying bye-bye because we are done. <laughs> uh, those are the news that made the headlines, the news that rocked the tech world of the, in the past week. I'll bring you some more next week. So just stay tuned, right? It's Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.